Hola, my gente. Welcome to another episode of 81 Comadres, where, where nothing's, nothing's off the, the table, table cuando estás entre comadres. In this episode, we're going to have a little fun time. It's, yeah, it's about yeah. sex still, but it's about the after, what happens after sex, okay? Yes, <laughs> we are very happy to have two powerhouse mujeres in studio. Please introduce Woo-hoo. yourselves. Yay. <laughs> hello, hello. My name is Nancine Maldonado. I am a midwife, a community midwife. Nice. Hi, everyone. My name is Eva, and I have many hats. (laughs) Eva, friend of the show. (laughs) (laughs) You're not no stranger. (laughs) But on this episode, I'll be talking about my birth doula experience. Awesome. So who wants to start? (laughs) <laughs> like i'm like well excited. we want to, we have to introduce our topic girl. okay you well just, just, girl i just want to go into it yes you know our me. listenership already knows frenchie she is she I wants to go. talk about sex <laughs> exactly <laughs> she wants to yeah, get me into the meat and potatoes of it all <laughs> catch my drift here but one of the re well one of the big reasons why we brought these beautiful mujeres on to our show today is because we really really wanted to talk about midwifery and um you know womb caring femmes at persons and um and birthing right like so all you know i love that saying it's all fun and games until someone gets pregnant well this is the conversation <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> the way you say it. not just that but estamos en el mes de diciembre where everything's nice and warm it's AKA, cuffing season yeah. exactly I was gonna say, it's cuffing season, and we yeah. all know what we do when the days are short and the nights are long <laughs> some people are gonna get their christmas present and yes. their um happy new year <laughs> nine months from then <laughs> surprise more work for me yes, <laughs> there exactly. you go exactly that's so, what we want <laughs> in anticipation of those who will be pregnant soon <laughs> fingers Again. crossed over here yes. yes we brought in our resident you know matrice experts right and mm-hmm. that's what we want to talk about we want to talk mm-hmm. about birthing and yeah. midwifery and being a doula and just birth work in general so yeah. how important it is still to this day you know yeah exactly but i'm interested because that's something that i mm-hmm. i am interested the day i ever get pregnant mm-hmm. everybody knows like she's like that's my girl i'm gonna go to mm-hmm. i need to know what i need to do where i need to go i'm gonna have like I want like the whole birthing water thing though. That's just mm. me. But then maybe when I think about the pain, I'll be like, you know what? Give me a second. Girl, I was able to have my baby all natural with that. Nothing, Mm-mm. not even an aspirin. I didn't even take a Tylenol, girl. So when people talk about, and I know birthing experiences are different for everybody, yeah. but when people are like, I don't know if I could do it. And I'm like, girl, trust me, it is doable. Like, yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people think that that's not an option. It's not an option to have an all natural birth. They think that that's not a doable thing. But before we get yes. into all of this stuff, I want to just kind of lay down some like foundation for our listenership and like, you know, for us, give us an education. I feel like take out your pen and paper for this episode, mm-hmm. ladies, because we're going to write down some words or whatever. <laughs> gonna we're going to Google later. <laughs> That's how you like it. <laughs> um, but and actually, um, Benji, I'm actually really glad that, like, you know, like, with our humor about sex, uh-huh. um, if we have time, we can even talk about how during labor, 
there are actually like sexual techniques used to, to help reduce yeah. pain during um, labor. Yeah. So yeah, all so, right. Well, you said it. Yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's how I can be already practicing. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> so yeah. So first and foremost, because I know there's a lot of confusion out there, mm-hmm. can you, ladies, and I'll let Nancine, you yeah. can do the definition <laughs> for midwifery, and then maybe Eva, you can define what a doula is, mm-hmm. you know, and what how those differ right because i think that there's a lot of confusion surrounding that yes well working in 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 this area of birth work we always get that general question um what what is it that you do are you like a doula or um um akieva might be asked you know are you a midwife is that what you are when she's really a doula no so mm-hmm. we wanted to make that clear for the audience for families out there that are really looking at different alternative um support systems uh for this journey that they're um, going through in having a baby in the in, in the short future <laughs> um so yeah i'm a midwife and um what that means is that i went through school, so uh, it's a long um, formation. So usually, it's about uh, at least a one year, two year, uh, maybe three year, and it kind of depends on your path and how you want to um, do your schooling. But mm-hmm. it takes years to to become a midwife. Um, is it like nursing schooling, or is it like what type of schooling? Yeah, so some, there are some midwives mm-hmm. that go through a nursing program. So that's okay. what the type of midwife that I am. I'm a certified nurse midwife. Okay. So I have a, a, a bachelor's degree in uh-huh. nursing, um, that background, and I do a master's degree in nursing as well with um, a specialty in midwifery. Okay. So, okay. Uh huh. Cool. So that's that's my my formation and my experience. It's more of a biomedical um, formation. There are some midwives, though, however, that do different routes, and um, we do the same work, but uh, with a little bit of different philosophies, and then with a little bit of different tools in our birth kit. You no. Know? Mm-hmm. So as a as sort of a nurse midwife, I have like a broader range of tools that I can use and offer um, birthing families. Whereas a a licensed midwife or a a professional midwife um, can also do a lot of things and accompany uh, the birth process, Mm -hmm. but with um, a little bit less of of tools in their bags, no? Um, But it's essentially still doing uh, a lot of the work that Mm -hmm. I do. Do you need to be like any type of like, so I know for nurses, like you have to be a licensed nurse to practice as mm-hmm. a nurse. You have to be a licensed doctor to practice as a doctor. Is there a licensing that you're required to have to practice as a midwife in the state of California? Yes. So okay. there is. Yeah. So okay. so there. So and the reason I ask that mm-hmm. is because I know that a lot of people that I have come into contact with who are not very familiar with, I would consider this more of a traditional type of medicine as a opposed to what we know here in the United States, I refer to as Western medicine, right? And I feel like a lot of people who are more familiar with Western medicine or more quote unquote comfortable with Western medicine, they think that like midwives don't have like 
a governing board that you know what, what I mean I like the proper education and like a governing mm-hmm. board right mm-hmm. so it's like a sobadora like you know mm-hmm. she's not like a licensed masseuse necessarily you know what I mean exactly. and I feel like a lot of people associate midwifery with like a lower level of education mm-hmm. and care. So that's why I asked yeah, that question. Yeah, very good question. So yes, we always have to be up to date of, you know, of the standards of care, of um, how to take care of birthing families, birthing um persons know how to take care of babies so we always have to be studying you know mm-hmm. and keeping up to date of what is available and what can we use to support families yeah you know, and you process. could like lose your license and or... we can lose our la- mm. license uh-huh so we do have um not necessarily protocols but we have guidelines you know that we to do follow, follow. Yeah. Uh-huh. exactly mm-hmm. so it, it's and everybody has their way of practicing as well. So that's one of the things that um, that we want to talk about too. Yeah. Um, because I do have not only just the that type of formation, the biomedical formation, mm-hmm. um, but I also have traditional formation. You know that I have been that I have studied um, with and that I have had experiences outside of the Western world. Uh, that has given me other tools and knowledge as well, traditional mm-hmm. and ancestral knowledge and skills that I also um, provide in my services. How long mm-hmm. have you been doing this, like, total, like, everything, you know? So including, yeah. like, your formation. How yeah. long have you been on this path? Yeah, so it, it's it's really beautiful the way that I started my path because it really was from the community's needs, mm-hmm. um, my family's needs. So my first birth that I was in, um, as as a supporter, as like an untrained um, doula, you know, uh, and I hadn't received any information to do this type of work, but my aunt asked me to be her birth partner, her her support system mm-hmm. because she was a, uh, a single mom going through this process. Yeah. And so I became her, her doula essentially. Okay. And that was 21 years ago. So oh, you know wow. what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> I, you know, the other thing too, is that I feel very much so for women specifically like us um, who come, who like are like first generation or who are, you know, maybe immigrated here young and were raised more so in this culture as opposed to that. But just someone that like is integrated into, you know, this kind of Western culture or whatever, but also has those really strong connections to their their homeland, you know, or their motherland. Mm-hmm. Right. So for mm-hmm. us being Mexico, mm-hmm. um I feel like a lot of the times it's hard. Like there are things that I have been doing for my whole childhood that mm-hmm. like I can't translate that onto a resume. You know what I mean? Like they're like, <laughs> oh, well, how long have you been interpret or, you know, do you have any previous skills with like, you know, being an interpreter? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I had a tío yeah. that took care of me or you know what I mean? Like my tío still doesn't speak English to this day. Anytime I left with this person, I was their interpreter. Or I had exactly. to, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. how do you, I think so much, so many times we have these um, life experiences, right? And we don't know how to monetize that in mm-hmm. a sense. So it makes mm-hmm. me really happy to know that, mm-hmm. you know, you 
realize that that is really when your journey started and Mm -hmm. did you know what a doula Mm -hmm. was at that point no i had no idea so even without the like wording for it but you know that that is what you provided to her Mm -hmm. was you were her doula how did you know like this was like this is what i want to do this is what i want to provide my community Mm -hmm. like I just love, you know, that's just me. Like, yeah. I love, like, you're, this is you and Eva stuff. Like, yeah. that's like, I want to learn and, and later talk some more. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's interesting. And it's so, it's beautiful because you're mm-hmm. seeing the process from the mm-hmm. beginning to the end and still after helping the mom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. And that's what everyone needs. And, you know, that's that support. Really integrative. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. And it's holistic. And, yes. um, yeah, so it's really interesting how everybody goes into midwifery or, or birth worker mm-hmm. um, work, you no, know, as a doula or, or, or you know, an educator. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I, I really feel that sometimes it's just a calling to yep. become a, a oh, caretaker, yeah. to become a midwife or a doula. It really is a calling and that you can't you, whatever you do, you can't deviate from that calling. And so that's oh, what it was for me. I, um, that. I was always, <laughs> yeah, I was always aligned with the right people, um, aligned with the, the needs of my community and aligned with um, my own like self-esteem and value that, okay, if they're asking me to do this, then I'm going to do this, you know, for yeah. them because they're seeing something that I can provide and, and I feel that I want to do this. So I'm yeah. going to do it. Like a sign. There was yeah. a need was and they wanted you to sign. step into that mm-hmm. role. That's and beautiful. honestly, I never um, <laughs> thought that I would become a midwife. I really wanted to be a fashion designer and, you know, mm-hmm. I always envisioned that. Um, but no, my path was to be to become a midwife. And so I have always been supported in getting that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, being supported, guided. I've had um, guidance mentors who have always supported me in becoming the midwife that I am. And even after becoming the midwife, that medicalized um, certified nurse midwife that I became, um, it still wasn't what I really wanted to do. And it wasn't aligned with my philosophy and my vision of midwifery. And so I went to um, to Mexico to mm-hmm. study traditional midwifery and medicine. And that's what really part of where... Mexico, if you don't mind me asking. <laughs> oh. yeah. So I went through um, many states okay. by myself in my car. I left everything in San Francisco. Um, I literally put wow. things. And you're like, thug life, let's I go. I put <laughs> everything on the sidewalk free. And um, Girl, next time, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I will have a yard sale. I will find homes. We got you. We got you. Charity starts at home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I took this decision that I was going to go and do this adventure to follow this calling that I was given in my dreams and and, Mm. and everything. I was like, go to Mexico. You're going to find what what you're seeking there. Um, and so that's what I did. And I went through, I went to different parts of Mexico mm-hmm. with different um, midwives and healers, but I ended up staying in um, San Cristobal de las Casas, Chiapas. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's where I lived uh, for the past 10 years. And I recently came back. I'm, I've only oh, yeah, been here I remember. one year. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I have, a, I told you guys in, yeah. in a ceremony once. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was like, wait, I heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I'm back. Um, I really felt the, the need back. over here. 
no? Yeah. Back uh, where I was born and raised. So I was born and raised here in Salinas, born and raised going to the fields with my parents, working in the fields in the summer instead of playing, no? Um, seeing my parents, my grandfather um, work the fields, the strawberries and the lettuce and, yeah. you know, becoming part of that. And um, so, uh, yeah, there was a calling for me to be back, back home. And so now I'm here. And this is my debut. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I haven't told the like. community. <laughs> this is my first um, debut to tell the community that I am here. And that I'm here to support my community. That I'm here to offer these services um, that have not been offered to to them, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you heard it on eight three one comadres first, y'all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we love and like. I'm just looking Thank at you. you like I'm gonna get your number after this because I got many questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm really, really happy and excited um, to start my practice here um, as a midwife, a community midwife. So that's what I I really define myself as as a community midwife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so before we get into like accessing you, yeah. let's let Eva jump in here really quick and why why don't you define for us what a doula is and how that differs from midwifery if you don't mind porfis (laughs) profe eva (laughs) okay so one of the things that you know nancine didn't necessarily touch on yet is that as a midwife she is a healthcare provider Mm -hmm. and as a doula um I'm not a healthcare provider, so I will not be taking vitals. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be doing any kind of assessment on the woman. You know, um, any doula who's out there listening knows that, like, although we have our range of scope, when you are close to your client or anything like that, you end up giving advice that or, you know, um, suggestions mm-hmm. that normally wouldn't be in your range of scope, but that comes along with like the type of relationship that you have with the people who you're working with and um you know that's one of the differences too that Mm nancine and i were talking about Mm -hmm. when it comes to westernized medicine and then a more holistic approach is that there's a um, relationship that is built between the healthcare provider or um, support system and so you get to know um, your patient a lot just more close and intimately so you're able to have conversations that may not be um they're not recommendations but now you know who they are and so you're able to better provide support for them and so a lot of people when they heard the word doula when I was first starting off people were like what's a doula so then it's (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) so one of the things I had a lot of trouble with is like when I first had business cards and I would see like a pregnant woman, like Steve, my husband would be like, go give them a business card. And I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm embarrassed. And he's like, just go give them a business card. And I was like, you don't get it. Watch. So I'd give them a business card. And it wasn't a smooth trend, like transition, you know, like, oh, here's my business card. Whether you're like, you know, like a contractor, they're like, oh, I know what a contractor is. They're like, okay, now what the heck do you do? You yeah, know, you're, so like, you're like, why you're are like, oh, you randomly yeah. giving This is going to become card. like this weird, like educational conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> because nobody knows what the word doula is. And that's mm-hmm. because the word doula is actually Greek. And it actually means like a woman's servant 
or like a like a housemaid, which oh. is why if you notice now, a lot of people are going by the term birth worker mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people, especially like like BIPOC people, like mm-hmm. we're just like, first of all, like that's not even an English word. You know, <laughs> nobody knows what it means. And I don't want to be called a house servant or like a maid. Yeah. You know? What is the like, actual translation yeah, of this? Some, some people will try to make it sound better and say that it means like a woman's servant right and you're like i still don't like that Girl, the <laughs> fact that servant is anywhere in the whole definition that just I don't, don't like say it. right with yeah. me <laughs> but plus also i like the fact that you mentioned that like a lot of people who do this work within our communities are bipoc people mm-hmm. so to refer to the work that in BIPOC, if you don't know, Black, Indigenous, a person of color, um, to refer to BIPOC people who are doing their life's work and for that to be defined as a woman's servant mm-hmm. plays into, in my opinion, the like colonized kind of mentality that mm-hmm. so many people are trying to get away from, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, uh, and again, we'll get into yeah. like accessibility and affordability, but you know what I mean? That, I feel like that plays into it heavy too. in Spanish or? No, no so okay. when yeah. I would explain my services to somebody, uh-huh. um, they the, the closest thing would be like partera, which okay. is a midwife. But I had yeah. to explain to them like, I'm not a midwife. Yeah, it would be more of like a midwife's assistant. And I was like, even yeah, but even then I've done work as a midwife Uh assistant um, with Nansin. And with there, I'm able to do more of like a little bit of more of like the medical aspect where I'm like Mm -hmm. handing her tools or prepping and stuff like that. But as a doula, you don't do that. Mm -hmm. So even asistente de partera would not be like a clear like definition of the work that I do Correct. you know so mm-hmm. that's where it gets like, kind of tricky you're like you're just there for the mom right basically it's like it's for the family which okay. I'll get to in a minute but yeah so it's that's why like that word doula just doesn't translate doesn't across mm-hmm. the board yeah. not even in English you know what yeah. I mean mm-hmm. so that's so a why. more politically correct word would be birth you're worker. A birth worker yeah is I that like what that. you feel more comfortable with? and I, I feel like, like it too, yeah because yeah, you hand someone a business card you're a pregnant woman and it says Eva birth worker i'm like oh i might look into this it's yeah. like you know what i mean if i'm my car's making some crazy noise and someone comes <laughs> and they're like ramon mechanic i'm like all right <laughs> i get the subtle hints you're laying down here don ramon. see when i hear do the first time i, I know i know it's so out of topic but i think of like an a villain from disney <laughs> i swear i don't know why like, like ursula yeah i think of ursula i don't know why because i don't know anyways that's how i kind of put it together like is it something bad mm-hmm. but then now when i looked it up you know me i bring up the most random shit guys <laughs> sorry i just i have to connect somehow same way mm-hmm. and disney kids do like okay cool it made sense in my head <laughs> i love that um just to clarify i'm not out doing bad things sorry <laughs> i'm not no. a villain <laughs> it's, you're not a villain no not at all you're no, a princess I, actually as a matter of fact i'm sure the women that you've worked with you know what i mean the, you've helped yeah. and assisted with would be like anything but <laughs> yeah. trust me I'm like, but if you look in the dictionary, I'm far from a villain. I'd actually be a servant. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's like where the term doula comes from. For anybody who was wondering, um, 
and just why it just sounds odd. You know, it's neither yeah. in Spanish or in English. It's Greek. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of people have a hard time even like saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, they would uh, they might say dola. Mm-hmm. No, what's a dola? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all well. <laughs> That's a whole different. No, I don't even know. I'm, I'm, don't go look that up in Urban Dictionary. I'm just trying to be cute, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so a doula and a, and, a, and midwife are essentially a, you know different. Mm-hmm. But we we come together, you know? mm-hmm. like Eva said. Um, I am the healthcare provider, so it's like so a I, doctor and a nurse, sort of. But I, don't yeah. know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no? that makes sense. <laughs> if yeah. you were and, trying to and, explain it really simply to like a yes. guy, that yeah. would be. And you're like, there's yeah, you can look, say that. <laughs> there's more nuances to it, but just to get it real quick. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, just to get it. Um, but yeah, so I do the like the health assessments. I make sure that mom and baby are okay. So I make sure that their vital signs are healthy. You know that the labor progress is going in the normal direction, and that if I need to, then I can guide it as well. Mm-hmm. So I guide it through natural, you know, ways, more holistic and and um. Uh, using herbs, natural medicines, teas, tinctures, um, homeopathy, um, different tools like that. Or I use um, uh, allopathic medicine, no? okay. Pharmaco- pharma- pharmaceutical medicines and things like that to be able to support the process. And mm. then so I, I, um, I assess, I, I intervene when I need to. Um, and I ev- evaluate as well, whereas the doula is more focused on, you know, providing that uh, support, emotional mm-hmm. support, mm-hmm. psychological support, um, spiritual support as yeah. well. No, mm-hmm. and together, depending on the you know the type of midwife that um, that that you are, um, I myself I am a holistic midwife. I'm an integral midwife, so I do also doula work as well mm. no i'm not the type of midwife that is going to just like be in a corner and and be on her ipad you know um baby's not here yet not <laughs> nothing for me to do you uh-huh. know what i mean there's some or people sleeping, who work like that or, you know whatever uh-huh no um i i take part if you're awake then i will be awake with you mm-hmm. no um if you sleep in five minutes between contractions that i will hold your hand and sleep five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> wait for you to squeeze it yeah. yes no. got it and, and that's a really beautiful thing too is because like um pointing out just because i have worked with other midwives in the past when we'll get to like interviewing and consultations with midwives but non-seen um she provides like can su- provide like emotional um support but like she said some midwives don't like some midwives are like i'm here for like you know i do all your assessments we do you know our prenatal visits but when it comes to the birth um they kind of expect either the family or the partner to provide that emotional support to the mother or they'll encourage you to get a doula and that's why that's another reason why like doulas can be very important i know that sometimes people when when you explain what a doula does people are very quick to dismiss it because mm-hmm. it's like okay well my mom can do that mm-hmm. you know um but is she formally trained yeah. to yeah. do that and that's, is she gonna be mm-hmm. the non-seen version of that <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. and that's the mm-hmm. thing that um people don't necessarily take into account Mm -hmm. is that we as a doula like we've studied it so we know how 
physiological labor happens. Mm-hmm. We know how we, for the most part, right? <laughs> like the bo- everybody. We're so lucky to have you guys. Everybody, <laughs> you guys got us when we get yeah. pregnant. <laughs> Girl, don't wish that evil upon me, Ricky okay. Bobby. Wish it upon me, my baby. Give me all my vibes. Give me all my vibes. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. um you know, for example, like say Jackie, when you get pregnant, your mm-hmm. mom's gonna be like, "You don't need that support. I got you." Be like, well, I "How love many you. years ago did your mom have that baby?" Thirty years ago, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, and ago. she might have like a crystal clear memory of you being born oh, yeah, and how she painful. felt and all that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean that she ex- remembers exactly the process in which it happened, like what was normal, like mm-hmm. how she felt, you know, mm-hmm. three weeks before she gave mm-hmm. birth. You know, she doesn't remember how often she went to the doctor, mm-hmm. went to check in with you. And then as your mo- and then our, you know, our loved ones, they have like a deep emotional attachment to us and they have their biases. And so mm-hmm. sometimes you need someone who doesn't love you that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody right. who cares yeah. about you, but who also is concerned with like your physical well-being, yeah, you know, yeah. and Non-bias. your mental well-being. Yeah. Third you know? party. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. And so as a doula, that's what I do. I also, for a lot of mothers, um, unfortunately, like the type of birth education that they're seeking now isn't what they find. Like in this area, it's if you're going to the hospital, it's mainly Lamaze. And yeah, yeah. And I did my mom did that. classes yeah. at mm-hmm. SBMH as well. My yeah. mom did that. She said when she was pregnant with me, she said her and my dad laughed the whole time. Yeah. And for they couldn't some, do it. There's some people that doesn't work for uh-uh. them. And then yeah. so Nancine being someone who's attended like, you know, hundreds of births, um, she's going to have her perception and like just her own birth education, you know, and I've attended hospital births, um, home births and at a birth center. So I have like, you know, a different perspective as well. And you know, things are coming up all the time. I'm sure when you guys are on Instagram, like new information about birth is coming up and people are teaching it different ways and incorporating different things. Mm -hmm. And for like, for ourselves, we like to incorporate more of like the type of postpartum care and even Mm -hmm. the type of care during birth that like is ancestral and also traditional Mm -hmm. to Mexico and, but Mm -hmm. also open to anything else. Like when we work with families who are maybe like like Nancy's work with Muslim families and mm-hmm. we incorporate and we respect those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So it's very um I don't know, I just feel like the care that like we can provide is not just one way. We're very flexible and mm-hmm. we like to learn and incorporate new things. Mm-hmm. Respect yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. So yes. yeah. So just to sh- I guess quickly shorten it up is like as a doula, I provide that emotional support. Um, for the family and for the mother and this happens um while she's pregnant and there's usually care will come up between like I think it depends for everybody but typically the doula is more involved after 36 weeks mm-hmm. um but you always hire somebody like before yeah. yeah yeah but um I would be providing like birth education classes going over like nutritional needs like I'm currently going to school for nutrition so I have a little bit um, experience with that, maybe more or less than some people. And then we talk about the normal things in pregnancy with like the the dad or whoever her support system is going to be. And then we also, the mother, because we have like more one-on-one, she lets me know like who she wants in the birth room with her. We get, Mm. we actually make up like code words for when somebody 
comes into the room that she's not expecting like no one's gonna question like mm-hmm. the birth like mm-hmm. worker there like oh you know we're gonna perform like a test like we need you to step out for a minute or mm-hmm. i make sure like i let her know like hey don't be posting on facebook or whatever mm-hmm. till like we're, we're at <laughs> Code this place you yeah. know <laughs> so that if you don't want people coming in and interrupting like we kind mm-hmm. of uh we're there to preserve the birth environment mm-hmm. and like make sure that the mom is feeling safe she's feeling informed mm-hmm. and empowered through it and then although i don't do any kind of medicalized care i am trained with um to help the mom with pain management so Mm -hmm. i know different techniques for like massage like hip presses and just like different stretches and stuff like that for the mom different like birthing positions for her to do for like if we're not seeing like birth um progression progressed Mm -hmm. yeah so it's just a variety of different things wow that's really amazing i feel like there's so many people like i said you know at the top of this that like don't know necessarily what a midwife or a doula is and like you said it kind of gets passed off as like unnecessary Mm -hmm. but it seems as though um even just from like the small amount that i know that like you could replace a hospital experience with hiring a midwife and a doula mm-hmm. right like yeah absolutely you can replace it and um you know it brings a lot of benefits um the first benefit is to the partner mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the birthing yeah. um, person's partner yeah. you know that <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, i'm thinking of my husband i get a, i get a lot of you know um even though I, sometimes i don't get hired i always tend to remember the the, the families so i was like oh i wonder what you know what happened um and during the birth i'm gonna call them up mm-hmm. and so i called the moms up and i you know i i ask oh you know so how did it go um you didn't hire me as a you know as your midwife but i just wanted to follow up it's so like oh no it went you know this way and i think that it would have totally been, been different if i had I had hired maybe a doula because mm-hmm. my husband said that he was going to support me that we shouldn't you know spend so much money on mm. a doula and that you know what was he there for and that he was going to support me but a la mera hora este güey se desmayó Exactly. Like one of the things we were taught in our training was that we're not there to replace your partner. Mm-hmm. We're there mm-hmm. to support the mother and her family. Mm-hmm. So it's like when the husband's sleepy, like he gets to take a nap because he's reassured that like somebody's there supporting his wife when she's yes. going through contractions, when she's that, getting mm-hmm. nervous. He's allowed mm-hmm. to go eat, you know, go to the bathroom without like you know being scared about. Go the do time. that and come right back. Yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. And then like yeah. he, like now said like no. your husband or your partner, whoever they are, even your mom, they could be the most rock solid person in your mm-hmm. life, but you don't know what it's gonna be like when they're seeing you in pain, mm-hmm. when they're seeing you have mm-hmm. really deep rooted doubts mm-hmm. or when you're just like exhausted because again you're like your mom whoever could be there there could be pumped up to be there for you but <laughs> dude birth can go for like 24 hours and it's you know like that's more, really demanding more. yeah right. even longer and that's really demanding yeah. you know mm-hmm. 
I birthed yeah. for 13 and a half hours before mm-hmm. um, I had my daughter. And that was like, and again, I, di- I didn't do an epidural. I did any type of pain medicine, nothing mm-hmm. at all. And I think one of the things that would have made my birthing experience a little bit better, mm-hmm. I think would have been if I had a doula, because I did do a lot of things to prepare for mm-hmm. the arrival of my daughter. Mm-hmm. But I think um, now that I've like been... Now that I've come onto the red road, I feel like yeah. there has there was so many other things that I could have done that mm-hmm. would have made me feel better. You know what I mean? Yes. Not to say that my daughter lacks in any way or that I necessarily had a good or a bad experience, but I just mm-hmm. feel like it could have like set the foundation. Yeah, to you know be what more I mean? Supported. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was one of the things that was a concern for me was if I I'm a vi- <laughs> For everyone who knows me personally and listens to the show, I'm a very outspoken person and I have no problem. (laughs) Rob would never agree with that statement. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, so like I have no problem, but I was like in Engrado Castle that Mm -hmm. I am not in the capacity to... um, like defend not defend myself but advocate. like advocate yeah. for myself mm-hmm. i wanted mm-hmm. to know that there was mm-hmm. someone else there that was just as informed as i was yes. that had the same morals values yes. and things like that mm-hmm. that would advocate for me just as fiercely as i would advocate for myself mm-hmm. and for my unborn mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. and yeah. you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i think that if more women felt that um need met Mm -hmm. their birthing experiences would be better because that's all it was for me Mm -hmm. i just wanted to know like i'm like i I could do me don't trust Mm -hmm. me babe but there might be a point Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. i'm in so much pain or potentially incapacitated where Mm -hmm. i can't make those decisions for myself Mm -hmm. i need somebody else that's going to be able to make those very informed decisions and advocate for me like that one of my Mm -hmm. girlfriends um she she was pregnant and then i kept telling her like to talk to you, like, just talk mm-hmm. to her. I mean, you don't have to hire her. Just be, like, what she thinks is, would be best, you know? Mm-hmm. And she'll be, like, she was one of those girls, like, I don't fucking need that. I'm a thug, you know, type of chick. <laughs> and I was, like, all right, pues, ya you whatever. <laughs> I know. And I'll be, like, all right, cool. Like, I'm letting you know I know someone that can help you or you have questions or anything, right? Mm-hmm. And she thought, like, the nastiest thing was, like, the placenta, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, dude, like, I know mm-hmm. it looks and it sounds nasty, but it's actually really good for you and for the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. Mm-hmm. But, of course, whatever happened. And, unfortunately, after she told me, after she had the baby, she was going through, like, bad postpartum. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, fuck, like, I feel like I'm by myself. Like, I don't have help. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much. Like, you know, I unfortunately not yet for me being a mom. But, you know, seeing, like, other friends of mine or hearing stories, it's just, in a way for me, it scares me. If that makes sense, because, yeah. like, you know, you don't know what can really lead to it because mm-hmm. we hear stories. There's moms that have committed suicide, that have yeah. killed their babies, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just can't take it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's really sad. And people yeah. don't see that. And it's like it's all in it's literally mental stuff, like mental health, you know? Yeah. And so having the a ba- care of mothers yeah. after it's work yeah. is okay. really, really it's work to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's work in the middle and then it's still going to be work till the rest of your life yeah. for the kid you know yeah. it's like and yeah. that's one of the things i really love about the care that nancine provides because when i'm working as her assistant we come she comes the day after 
the baby's born, mm-hmm. of course, to check on the baby, mm-hmm. but it's also to check on the mom and to check mm-hmm. on like the dad and have actual conversations with whoever has been spending the last 24 hours with her to be like, how is she doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you seeing? You know, is she okay? And then she, she comes back and then, yeah. And if need be, she'll come back the, the, the third, the fourth day if need be. Mm-hmm. And if not, if everything's going smooth, she's constantly like, you know, having communication with them through text. Mm-hmm. Um, they send pictures, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like when you're at home, uh, and you've left the hospital and maybe you're bleeding and you don't know it's enough. Like a midwife is not going to be like, well, I don't know. You know, we'll see yeah. you at your next appointment. She's yeah. going to be like, send me a picture of the blood in the, in the toilet. You know, yeah. like she's like your girlfriend. Like yeah. she wants to know how you're doing, what's going on. That she wants to see yeah. How many everything. kids have you baptized at this point? Because I feel like if you were my yeah, midwife, wife, I'd just be like, she's yours. She's yours. Go ahead and baptize my child. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm not even, I, I haven't even baptized my kid. I'm not even Catholic anymore. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like people just, you know how like when someone, I feel like the whole thing about like baptizing your kid for me is like the, again, because I'm, I'm more spiritual now than I am religious, mm-hmm. right? So taking out like the religious aspect of it, yeah. I feel like what, if I don't quote unquote baptize my child, what am what is she not getting that mm-hmm. she would have gotten if we were more religious, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the Ninos. Yes, and for me, it's like Good. I want to give her padrinos that are strong female mm-hmm. figures in her life and mm-hmm. people that I would trust to take care of my daughter in the very the unfortunate yeah. event of my demise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, who do I trust with that? Right. Mm-hmm. So to feel like, oh, my God, look, she loves my child. I would just feel like in the midst of like being like postpartum and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'd be like, Wait, please, baptize my kid. <laughs> like, you know what I, mean? yeah, I love you. We're so close. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm called um, lately, it, you know, in the side of the border, I've been called auntie, you know. From yeah. Family, oh, families yeah. That, I that. Um, that I support mm-hmm. because I'm no longer seen. And in Mexico, you know, I am called este abuelita or a oh. joven abuelita, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even though I'm not an abuelita, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm 43 years old. Um, Girl, you look good. <laughs> doesn't she? She does, <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm seen as that figure, no, that, mm-hmm. yes, of someone in the community that came through and supported and uplifted yes. um, and gave that love, you know, that space of transition for the family. And um, that's really meaningful. And so I become part of the family and I become mm-hmm. part of the community. No, So it's, yeah, being a midwife in, in our culture, Latina culture, mm-hmm. Mexican culture, you know, I'm not just like a healthcare provider. No, it's I'm, an extension of the, the family, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm an extension. I'm an adopted auntie, adopted mm-hmm. um, grandmother you know a figure yeah. of the family yeah. and so, so it, that means a lot to me and that's really how I try to work and um, live this path as a midwife that I'm not I, I don't want to be treated as um, uh, a thing no mm-hmm. uh, and, and no not an object a servant to a women exactly that's just like so cold and and not who I am and how I work I, I want to be seen as a community member, no? Yeah. And that is here for you. Yeah. I like that there's a clear distinction um, between that because I think that in Western medicine, it's very transactional. Yes. I remember being upset and like going into like 
my OBGYN and like the the front office staff, like I was the girls there were like not necessarily my cup of tea, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like having to pay like the copayment every time or like, you know what I mean? And being like really mm-hmm. like if there was a balance, they like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just yeah. like, girl, chill on your 2318. We're all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's my debit card. Like, but just like mm-hmm. that whole of like, I'm a gatekeeper. If you have any type of balance, you can't get to the back area where the Mm -hmm. keepers of like the health of your baby is, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And it, and I know that like there, there's whatever, like you go to the ER, they're not supposed to like, no te pueden negar care or like anything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it does feel like that, you know? So for you to tell me that (laughs) there's access to something else, I feel like, why aren't we screaming this at the mountaintops? Let me start here, people. (laughs) This is accessible to us. Mm -hmm. So so now let's talk about, like, the accessibility and affordability, right? Because now everyone's like, all right, you got me. I want a doula. I want a midwife. Where do I sign up? You guys come as, like, together, right? (laughs) Like, how does (laughs) this this like a price as a package Um, deal? Because you should. (laughs) (laughs) You should hire us together. We make a great team. we we do. Um, You guys are hired now. (laughs) I'm not pregnant yet, but I got you guys. I love working with Eva and I actually, you know, started training her to be my assistant because that's really important to define, you know, that it's the, Mm. that a a doula is not a midwife assistant. Mm -hmm. It's very different. Mm -hmm. You need more skills and more knowledge and, um, and more connection to the midwife to become an assistant. And so, um, I I am like Eva's madrina. Um, oh, in, I love in this that. Path, you know? mentor. Uh, yeah, that I, I waited I, for Nancy <laughs> for so long. <laughs> I she was actually, an answer to prayer. Yeah. Yes, and mm. I remember actually one time you saying that that mm. like calling out a los cuatro vientos mm. of like yeah. this. <laughs> I want this. You were calling it into your life of mm. this is what I want to do with my work going forward, and this is how mm. I want to be of service to my community. So I remember you manifesting that. So I'm really yeah. proud that, and it came to you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and look at us now, not seeing us here. Eva is training, and we are all on a three one. There we go. <laughs> I'm like, so if you're manifesting a midwife, like Nancine is here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We make a, a great. Um, team no uh because we we our philosophies our vision no our walk of life also on the red path um really resonates with our work no and Mm -hmm. and really does um, make a beautiful we make a beautiful combination yeah and um for families to really like feel that and and live that um a a beautiful birth experience no and uh and i think that the most important thing when you hire uh someone to support you through your birth process is really that energy you know how do you mm-hmm. feel with the midwife and the doula that are going to be supporting you okay. you know um and and i think that that's really important i think that that was like the most stressful thing for me when i first well i mean whatever one of the very stressful things for me when i found out i was pregnant was it was finding and securing my OBGYN. I wanted to meet somebody and like have the right situation and like and I remember like calling and being like oh are you accepting new patients and my they answer they wouldn't tell me yes or no the next question I got was what kind of insurance do you have <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, and that's I was a big like, one, girl. "That's a big one." And that like yeah. turned Wait, me now I'm confused. off. Wow. Can I have a midwife and an OBGYN, or do I have to have like either one? 
um, <laughs> you can have yeah yeah depending on your situation and your comfort level. Okay, um, you can we can do a collaborative. Um, I was just here's asking. my question. Mm-hmm. She wasn't done answering it. No, hold <laughs> on. She wasn't done answering. What? Go ahead. Yeah, it depends. It just depends on the challenge. You know what? Um, the birthing person's uh-huh. uh, health challenges they have. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, okay, are you that healthy? Was, okay. Do you have some challenges there that we might need some? You know, a con- for me to be able to consult mm-hmm. on OBGYN mm-hmm. and um, but still have your home birth or still have that midwifery uh, care. Like mm-hmm. that backup plan, right? Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but I have a backup plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. sorry. Okay, now So thing. as, so t- my question is two parts. Number one is, as a midwife, do you only support home births or yeah. do you deliver in the hospital? Like, mm-hmm. could I hire you and have you come to the hospital and you deliver my child in the hospital? Mm-hmm. Is that even like an option? And I know that might sound it, stupid, but yeah. people think that like, yeah. because when What's, you hire a doula, yeah. the doula comes with you to the hospital, yeah. right? Yeah. So what do you get in the package? No, like, we, we just <laughs> looked at each other because we're like in an ideal world, right? This right. would be possible. Right. I would love Hospitals it. don't allow that or do mean. She'll go over that right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> like, because I heard So stories. that's my first part. And then we'll yeah. come back. And then I'll do question number two because. Yeah, it's a whole process. You know, as, as a certified nurse midwife, I am able to get privileges at a hospital, but not all hospitals support midwives mm-hmm. and having midwives. Okay, so I can Is there a hospital in our so, area that yes. supports it? Uh, well, I have heard that Natividad Hospital is midwifery friendly, doula friendly. Um, I hear that from clients. I hear that from colleagues. Um, I myself have not been able to experience that because of COVID. Um, so oh, okay. I came when COVID okay. started, and so I haven't been able to, you know, make these um, connections, alliances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really want to go there yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> and of course. Yeah. I would think that Sutter is well in Santa Cruz because I know that they're one of they're like the only one in our area that does VBACs. Yeah, actually, Natividad does VBACs. Do they do Doula. now? Because when yes, I was okay, that's okay. So what's, so B- what's that? So I don't know what that B- is. Sorry, vaginal, so now we go. it's a vaginal birth after cesarean. That's so, what it stands for. Yeah. I'm all looking at you like the birth after cesarean. <laughs> what it is, is like if you have your first child and you have a cesarean, yeah. they in Western medicine will encourage you to have a schedule cesarean next, for all of yeah, your future children. Of, yeah. So some some women, there's a lot of benefit with having your, ch- your child be birthed vaginally through the birthing mm-hmm, canal. There's mm-hmm. different like... Um, bodily fluids that they get and i don't know all the technical <laughs> terms of it but when i'm it's like, going through like vaginal? yeah when okay. you when yeah. you d- it's yeah. for the microbiome of the baby yeah because yeah. that's, microbiome. What, that's what i wanted to say but i, I will hear my girlfriend had her first baby um c-section mm-hmm. and then her second baby they told her okay well you have to do a yeah you have to do a c-section yeah, that's, that's what they what's what they that's tell incorrect. you and yes. well they highly encourage it to the point where they make it seem like that's your only option so even the term VBAC is not very widely used mm-hmm. and again that's why I'm like oh they do it now because when I was in birthing classes mm-hmm. obviously it's going to be six years now because Amelie will be six in March um, so a, a six years ago the only place in Monterey or in our Tri-County area that did VBACs was Sutter which is in Santa mm-hmm. Cruz and there was a family that lived in like Gonzales I think or like South County mm-hmm. and she was going to do a VBAC and th- we were like you are going to get her to Santa Cruz on time mm-hmm. like it doesn't like you're going to know and you're going to jump in because that's a thing too right when your hospital is 
50 minutes away (laughs) and your wife is like just go yeah so that was like one of the ways that we were trying to like provide them and they're like just listen like you'll (laughs) listen to your wife and she has to listen to her body and you guys will know and you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying and like and it's so funny because people tell you that you'll just know you'll just know and you're like motherfucker what's the sign (laughs) you'll know that's where we got i mean unfortunately like again and if you don't know nancine and i can kind of guide you along now you know so basically like that those hospitals were allowed well nativa will allow you well, but that's so that's, um, that's the other that's thing. If I go through the process of um of getting yeah privileges, privileges at the hospital, I'm not to be able to go in and work as a midwife um as like a yeah um I'm I haven't done that right? uh huh I haven't Round. done that and um you know looking at um how I can support um marginalized and also very underserved you know population including our farm worker families mm-hmm. over here um. I would really be interested in pursuing something like that uh, if everything is in place for it to be healthy for me to be in that environment, you know, and mm-hmm. be able to do that. Um, in the future, I'm going to explore that option to be able to offer services mm-hmm. um, to those who feel comfortable being in the hospital, mm-hmm. no? Mm-hmm. Um so they can make you do things at the hospital yeah, that you don't have to do yeah, if you have so, a home birth. Or you don't feel mm-hmm. comfortable. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so. And a lot of things are, yeah. a lo- not all of those things are related to care and to medicine. Mm-hmm. It's also related to like, um, like registering your child and mm-hmm. birth certificates and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. things like that. And also having to do like vaccinations yeah, and so the protocols. Exactly. No, and, like um, standard operating procedures. See, that's how I feel. Like, I want you people. guys, like I already know, like this is my done deal. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want a home birth. Yeah. Cause like, that's what I, I want to feel the whole experience. But I know I love love your mom, but you know I know her ass is gonna be like, nah, get get you to the hospital now. You need all the works. Da, da, da. But I just feel like no, like it's this a, is the way. Like I want to experience it on my own. You then, had me thirty years ago, and yeah. that's not the my turn. Thing though, when yes. like you start doing your prenatal visits with mm-hmm. uh, a doula or even with a midwife, your mom gets to be part of those visits. So mm-hmm. when if she has questions, concerns, mm-hmm. doubts. Like, well, if you want her you know, to be, if you say, oh, I'm craving pineapple, Eva might be like, we're going to do a procedure now and I'm going to need you to step out, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm like, why yeah. pineapple? I totally if forgot. If you want her yeah. there, then she could be there. If not, just say you're craving pineapple, yeah. girl. Yeah. Yes. For those who, you know, what we're talking about resonates to them. If you are envisioning to have a birth that is low intervention, that is respectful, <coughs> mm-hmm. you know, that the provider um, the, the people that are going to support you are going to respect your philosophies of life, mm-hmm. you know, how you envision your birth as well, um, what is most important to you, and to take part of decision making. So that's a, like a big one for mm-hmm. for um, families who choose a home mm-hmm. birth, you know, is that they want to have autonomy and they want to have to exercise the right to make decisions mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. the birth process. No, it's just another question mm-hmm. when you get when you're you know, you've done a lot of home births and you've seen a lot from good, like 
as, like you know rapidito births to like oh my god like what's gonna happen like five day births yes <laughs> like when do you know or does a mom tell you like i need to go to the hospital everyone's different yes yeah <laughs> exactly everybody has yeah. their own path it's very mm -hmm. individual or how do you um, feel as a medical professional like mm -hmm. this is or you suggest like this is how yeah. i feel or yeah like, so Girl, my, I'm scared I for can you. Answer that. Yeah. I can answer that. Oh. When mom and baby are in danger. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's my job. Yeah. To to observe. To yeah. um to you know what we say assess no mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm doing um, making sure that baby and mom are healthy mm -hmm. no and that um things are going normally may maybe slow normally mm -hmm. no? but it's normal but it's normal okay. exactly mm -hmm. that and nobody that, is dangerous once yeah. you know, I see a an alarm sign you know that's like mm, well is the, no then I talk to to the to the family. I talk to the birthing person and, and you know, I, I explain, okay, this is what I'm seeing and this is what it might mean. And this is what I suggest and recommend. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes, uh, depending on the, the grab the, you know, the graveness of it, um, if we can still like be at home because it's only like a slightly, um, higher risk, mm -hmm. but not like really, you know, death, kind of risk threatening, yeah. no, threatening yeah then we can continue staying no mm -hmm. okay um or if the the baby's going to be born in the next five minutes no i mean yeah there's no point in getting yeah. anyone no, moving exactly. anybody at yeah. that point uh -huh. no yeah. no it's it's not um yeah we're just going to do you do it and be prepared and then um uh and intervene no um do whatever we can um depending on the circumstance so yeah um Midwives are are trained to also be able to um, act upon emergencies. No, okay. Um, the most common emergencies um, is postpartum hemorrhage. No, so we do bring medications. Okay. To um to give you to stop a, a hemorrhage. Mm -hmm. um, we know special skills, like if baby gets um, stuck, no, let's say if, they, if uh, there's a dystocia, um, is the medical term, um, then we know. That's when they're stuck in the birthing uh, canal, and sometimes birth. if they're stuck for too long, mm -hmm. they come out with long cono heads. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's yes, like yes, if the baby this. come like from the feet instead of like, how does that happen? Birth. Yeah. We yeah. are all are trained yeah. for that mm -hmm. too. I mean, I'm know? asking because, you know, I'm just trying exactly. to be ready. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. people that haven't had kids and are listening to this show be like, all right, you know, I'm mm -hmm. they're thinking, but yeah. like, she's going to yeah. say it. So I'm well, like, I'm here for the, you guys. The thing that I love too, uh, that I'm, it seems to me the difference is, is that like when I birthed my daughter and I had her at SVMH, mm -hmm. I, I had an experience where, like, I felt like the nurses and the staff, there was a certain level where they were trying, because they have their own, like, standard operating procedures, they were trying to get me to commit an answer to questions that, like, I wasn't prepared to answer at that point. And here, and people were like, like what do you like mean? Like, during or after? During my pregnancy, and I'll give you the perfect example. When I was uh, checked into the hospital, I gave them my birthing plan and I said, this is what I want in a perfect world. This is how it will be or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were like, what do you want to do for pain? And I said, this is my first child. I'm, I want to go as natural as possible for as Method long as possible. <laughs> what I, I don't know what this pain is going to be like. I've never yeah. had a child before. Yeah. I have what I think is a pretty high you know, tolerance for pain. Mm -hmm. And I want to be as natural as possible because I know the both the pros and the cons of taking 
the medication or the epidural, whatever. Mm -hmm. So when I get to that point, I'll let you know. Every nurse that came in there for like the first four hours was like, I checked your chart. We don't know what, what are you going to do for pain? What are you going to do for pain? Like they wanted me to commit to something so they can put into their little computer system. So as soon as I said, ouch, they were like, "Bing, here you go. You said you wanted that. And I'm like, no, how can I tell you right now what I want if I don't even know how I feel? Mm -hmm. Like you need to stop asking me. When I get to that point, I will let you know. And and I'll also ask you, as the doctor is checking me, to tell me when my windows of opportunity start to close now. Okay, you're Mm -hmm. at this point. If you want an epidural, you have to get it now. If not, you can't have one. Like, you know what I mean? Like those types of things, right? Whereas I know. (laughs) I love how you guys look at each other because you guys know. One of my best friends is a nurse. And I know what you guys are going to say. One of my best friends is a nurse. I know a lot of people who work in the medical industry. And they're like, they will tell you you have to get an epidural because the epiduralologist or whatever his name is or her name is, they stay for like 12 hour shifts or whatever or you know what I mean mm-hmm. so they it's, want it it's an anesthesiologist anesthesiologist that there you go yeah, I'm I mean, an epiduralologist like no I mean like no I mean yeah. anyone would probably <laughs> think that mm-hmm. but that's just that's just a procedure but yeah. it's like that's who they have on call but yes what you're about to say is like a it's a super valid point but I'm just I think <laughs> and I looked at each other because now like they don't care how far along you are you could be like nine centimeters and if you ask them for an epidural if you stay still long enough for them to do the procedure they'll do it for you they won't what's like, and I, not and I was like how, so disappointed to hear but that. what's the what, how how you can have dilated do you have to be to get it before it's too or you know what they say like do well, you have to be like five 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 years ago they were telling me that after a certain point and i can't remember i want to say it was like six inches dilated or something like that they're like they yeah. probably won't do it now you're telling me that that's probably changed but i felt like a, a lot of people were telling me too is like oh the anesthesiologist is there till like a certain time and if mm-hmm. they have to call them back it's like extremely expensive and like all this stuff or whatever yeah. so a lot of the times they'll encourage people to do it because they know he they're off the clock at mm-hmm. like x hour yeah. and so like the hospital will sometimes um i don't want to use the word trick but pressure inc- encourage yeah. and pressure yeah. something yeah. that yeah. would that's going to make the lives and the jobs of these nurses and doctors easy easier mm-hmm. in their mind but it's not necessarily the best option for, for that birthing person yeah. do you know what i'm saying yeah. and they're just yeah. thinking like oh i'm gonna have to get and do an extra mm-hmm. piece of paperwork and da, 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 da. why don't i just really be like oh i think you should you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you don't know these nurses from adam I didn't have any type of relationship with any of the nurses. And I'm not to say that they were bad or, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, I mean, there was one that I really just did not care for. I was like, (laughs) I am glad your shift is over. Good riddance, bitch. Like, (laughs) take your ass somewhere else. You know what I mean? But, like, everyone else was nice enough or whatever. But you don't know these people. And that's, like, one of the most intimate moments of your life you know what i mean like one you of those cherish moments those that, moments you yeah wanna, uh, i think it's also just you know the culture um the culture in in mm-hmm. the hospital mm-hmm. you know that um you're there because you um they assume that you're there because you don't want to feel pain you know? yeah mm-hmm. and, and then like, society as well tells you well you shouldn't feel pain no pain, pain is, is bad, bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I look like I'm scared like I want but I'm scared that's fun um, no, bitch you already had we were, a kid but we hold were, on you want to know what no. you, I used to tell myself 
My grandmother did this at home with hot water and a partera for 13 children. And she was just fine. Women prior to us birthed mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. All of the civilization no, has yeah, come yeah, right. to but this I'm point I'm a, that we are I'm a little right bitch now. when it comes to pain. I'm not going to lie. Birthing at home. Like when what? I had my thyroid taken out, I legit was scared my neck was going to fall off. That's what I thought. <laughs> I, you thought in, they were gonna disconnect yes, your head? I, really get off thought, of I was on narco and I hated it. It went was so bad. But let me yeah. tell you, when they put methadone in my little whatever I had, yeah, oh I girl, agree. I was in a whole <laughs> other level. I was happy because I didn't feel any pain. Yeah, but that was me. But, that was just me. But I was happy. Leave it as that. <laughs> when you take birthing classes, which was something mm-hmm, that I did, mm-hmm. they said, okay, right now that you're not in pain. These are, this is what happens if you take the Norco yeah. for pain and then for some reason you dilate four centimeters and your baby's born and they still have that in their system. Oh, yeah. And they show you the videos and the pictures of these babies que tienen los cuerpos todos caídos and they're like, they're high. Oh, yeah. Your child, anything you get during birth, your child is getting as well. So if you get pain medicine, if you get any of that, anything, even the Tylenol, your child is getting that as well. And like we don't think about it. Right. But like you again, you take those classes and they show you those pictures. And I'm like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing that to my beautiful daughter. It took me nine months to grow this shit. Like, I can realize who's talking with John Travolta. And like in one of the parts of that she's giving birth and like yeah, she's asking ah, for the yeah. epidural and then the baby's all woozy según in the yeah. room and he's like, Ooh, I like this. And yeah. then yeah. she sees yeah. a light. Yeah, but see, we think it's funny and we yeah. do but if you when you really see like the pictures and stuff, yeah. like I encourage that there people. could be consequences. Yeah. yeah. And, and consequences of the epidural too. And they don't uh-huh. tell you that. And when you're there in that moment, you're like, sign away. I don't yeah. give up. And you're signing away they gave us a copy of it this is what you're signing off are you okay with doing my mom got Mm -hmm. it and she said she didn't she still felt everything so it didn't even help her they don't work as efficiently that's another thing too like the very first hospital birth i went to they they gave her too much (gasps) like she was numb from like the shoulders down and that's scary so that was very Mm -hmm. scary for her and like and this was her first baby, huh? It was her, no, it was her second baby. Oh, it was her second baby, yeah. and so she wasn't, you know, obviously she wasn't super comfortable mm-hmm. during it. So that's one thing. But I do want to circle back though to what you were saying, Jackie, mm-hmm. and like again, like, um, although like all these things are very valid points, I just want to like kind of remind anybody who might be listening that there's no shame if you chose to, you know, take an epidural, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. pain medication course, yeah. because yeah. that comes on an individual level Mm -hmm. and then coming back to what you were saying about your fear Nantine and I were actually talking about this earlier today that people think that if you're afraid of giving birth like that they need to like make you feel better about it but actually um fear is actually very normal and it's healthy Healthy. to have Mm -hmm. like that adrenaline that we feel right before we jump off a plane is because Mm -hmm. It's new. It's an experience that your body doesn't know. Number one, you don't have wings, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's actually instinctual. It comes from a very primitive place, like in our bodies, to doubt, to be scared before trying something new that Mm -hmm. we've never done before because your body wants you to think twice before you make like this big, huge hurdle or challenge in your life. So for us as women who haven't given birth, or maybe even like as someone who's given birth before, like they might be intimidated to give birth again, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's very natural, um, you know, for anyone who might feel any kind of guilt or shame about fear, 
like about having children um, or even like carrying a child inside of their body, that's mm-hmm. just instinctual. Like fear is healthy to a certain yes. extent and it's, and it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was telling Eva, you know, I was telling her that it's actually scary to me to when um, a birthing person comes and tells me I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not scared. I'm not scared. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, why aren't you scared? <laughs> <laughs> this is a new experience for you. If you know, if it's their, their f- the first time to mm-hmm. have a baby, you should be scared um, because it's something new and um, and or at least you know feel some type of respect for it. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, that means that you are in touch with your inner self. You know that you are in touch with like deep feelings that mm-hmm. you're not just like masking things. Mm-hmm. No. That end up is the coming out in the birth process because you just like need to let go when you are in another realm, and um, fear comes out. No. Yeah. Um, when so the, and I'll say when the you know the birthing person was like, no no I'm 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 okay I don't need any classes you know I'm good I'm prepared I'm gonna do this, um, very stronghold and warrior like, um, and I get that and that's that's beautiful to see but then uh, to also let yourself be vulnerable you yeah mm-hmm. release to the experience yes to let yourself just like. Let go. Because our body knows what it's doing. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling yes. that yeah. my body, like I could feel my body changing. It knows mm-hmm. what it's doing. Your yes. stomach drops. The child gets into birthing position. Mm-hmm. Your your hips, like I felt sore. And I'm like, I feel like I ran. Like mm-hmm. I feel, you know, like yeah. I ran cross country yeah. when I was in high school. I'm like, dang, you I feel like up. I just did. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Toro yeah. loop or something. What yeah. the heck? Your like, bones stretch out. Your you know? whole body instinctually knows what to do. Yes. Like, and because I'm just like, I just need hormones, to listen to no? my body. Plus like, it's like the woman's body is so beautiful. It, it yeah. just... It, it adapts the divine mm-hmm. that's femininity, the and and that's you know throughout um the throughout this whole the, this whole time that we've been as alive as human beings, we've developed and we have um evolved to have all these hormones that help us through this. Mm-hmm. So you know, fearing um the pain to to know that your bodies are not just going to experience, uh, you know, the, the craziest pain in, in the world, but that it's really gradual, no? Mm-hmm. It's really gradual. It starts off um, gradually. Um, it might feel a little intense for some, but to also know that the, the, the body has this innate wisdom, no? That it creates also, it releases mm-hmm. hormones, to also help you with that, to bring down all those cortisones, you know, the fear yeah. kind of um, mm-hmm. hormones, to bring this oxytocin, that hormonal love, and to the feel-good hormones as well. And for everything to be balanced, for, mm-hmm. and for you to be able to go through this in in a more, um, you know, nice, paceful um, hill, but Incline. not like in- yeah. It's like that up. roller coaster. Like you know, uh-huh. it's going up. It's going up, yeah. but you're good. You're feeling, <laughs> you know, you're feeling it. But then you also have all these things to support you, and mm. even m- better when you do have the team to support you. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like a plateau, actually. Now that you think yeah. about it, because you peak at a certain point, and that's when you're in like labor, when you're pushing yes. labor, active labor, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you you're in a zone, you push, 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 and it's kind of you. 
it hurts <laughs> for this kind of amount of time. But again, it's a plateau. You come up to a certain part, you kind of peak, you go across it, mm-hmm. and then you start to slide down after that. Um, yes. So that's a, a really good visual graphic for women. Like it's yeah. not like this peak of a roller coaster where no. you get to the top and then you just slide all the way down. No, there <laughs> you plateau at a certain mm-hmm. point. You create You're gonna be that. there for a bit, bitch. Like, <laughs> well, actually, it, it just depends. Because yeah. I was in labor for 13 and a half hours, but I only mm-hmm. pushed for like 20 minutes or wow. something. Mm-hmm. Like, you Fast. know, some mm-hmm. yeah, so quick. But then it, my daughter was only five pounds, 12 ounces. I was mm-hmm. induced at 37 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so it was mm-hmm. just, you know, one of those things. I feel like bigger babies, mm-hmm. different hips. Like, again, mm-hmm. everybody yes. is different. But yeah. Yeah. my second question that I had, to my follow-up was something I think is really important people want to know is does or can insurance pay for this yes um because if we know that okay if you are interested in having a home birth then you can hire an unseen or any midwife or you know what I mean and and experience a home birth so how does insurance Mm -hmm. pay for that because since you are licensed I would Mm -hmm. think that Mm -hmm. Does my flex spending cover you, Nancy? <laughs> That's my question. Does my flex spending and insurance you know accept that? Yeah. Um, a lot of flex is the, you know, um, I don't know exactly what the term is, but um, yeah, uh, they do pay. They do pay yes. um, for alternative ways of, of birthing, no? Mm-hmm. Maybe not like the 100%, but yes, some. Mm-hmm. And many insurances do pay some. Um, again, not 100%. Um, it's actually um, really sad. It, it They don't pay much. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe 20 and 30 percent that you can't get reimbursed. So let's say, I mean, just for simple math, right? Uh If you charged, you know, X amount of money, Uh would you inflate my invoice so that my (laughs) insurance will pay that? Just kidding. Cobrame 20 mil dollars and then 20% of that is the actual, like, you know what I that, mean? But then Nancy has to do her taxes at the end of the year, oh, baby girl. Man. <laughs> well, just, you know what? Yeah, I yeah, know someone yeah, that I could, know. could write yeah. off a loss for you, girl. <laughs> just kidding. That doesn't work that way. I'm yeah. 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 Believe me, we've thought about I these know. things. Yes, so so the insurance does pay for some portion of it, yes, correct? Yes, exactly. Not a lot. Yeah. Yeah, not so. a lot, but some. And mm-hmm. then, you know, there's for, for myself, my, you know, it's really important that to feel, I feel committed to my community. So mm-hmm. in that, I feel that it, that I, you know, I'm here for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm here um, to serve also my community. And so the, what that means is that on, in here in the Tri-County area where I am serving families, mm-hmm. um, that I do provide a sliding fee scale. So mm-hmm. okay, cool. Salinas, uh-huh. Monterey, and Santa Cruz counties, and San Benito. Oh, San Benito. and San Benito. So, so I go okay. all the way. So if you're um, in Hollister, you could call us. Yes, Hollister. Sorry, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Hollister, South um, uh, San Jose. I will go all the way to mm. South San Jose for um, Black Indigenous people of color. I will not mm. go and uh, not go outside of you know the um, the Tri County um, for another population because I feel that there are other midwives that can provide those services to yeah. um, you know um, more privileged. Um, families yeah Mm -hmm. um but definitely i am uh, open 
to to travel a little bit longer mm -hmm. um, further for black indigenous fam families you know so nancine uh -huh. in this area for uh -huh. a home like birth is the range between five to eight or what's about the range yeah. here when i looked to into it when i was having my daughter it was mm -hmm. between like five and ten at that time but mm -hmm. and the only resources i found were all anglo women i don't mm -hmm. know if that's the proper terminology like i'll yeah. just say it's my show yeah. our show frenchie <laughs> it was white women yeah. that were doing yeah. this and i was like that's kind of a lot like mm -hmm. i didn't mm -hmm. I couldn't justify paying that much money at the time. I wasn't in a financial position to be mm -hmm. able to do that. Mm -hmm. But I think after speaking to you, if I would have met someone like mm -hmm. you, I could have justified the cost in my head. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because yes. the connection that I feel with you and you understanding the, mm -hmm. you know, con uh, cultural aspect of things and like yes. the nuances and even like colloquialisms and stuff like yeah. that of like the culture, right? You know, um, yes. there's a lot of, in my opinion, like, benefit to that you know what i'm exactly, saying exactly so, yeah so the, the services that we provide you know the support that we provide it, it really is that that it's um cultural competent no mm -hmm. um that we do try to provide those ever to give you all of the care and the things that you need no yeah so it's individual care it's holistic care and um and cultural cultural care and no? then also a very individualized care um, yes. The other thing, too, for mm -hmm. me was my OBGYN was part of a practice. So the person that I wanted to deliver my child, who was, quote unquote, my doctor, did not mm -hmm. deliver my child because she was not on call mm -hmm. the day that I was induced. Exactly. And so yeah. I got mm -hmm. a totally different doctor that I had only met maybe one or two times. And she mm -hmm. had a very completely different bedside manner than the the care healthcare provider that I had seen throughout my pregnancy. So mm -hmm. that was another big thing to me was yeah. like, I don't know you lady and you're all up in my JJ and my mom and my soon to be ex-husband were there. Like, I'm like, go yeah. away. With home birth services, well, you know, that's different. You do know your midwife. The, mm -hmm. Your midwife knows you, not just, you know, as a birthing person that's going to have their baby and you're going, you know, you're going to see that person in such uh, an intimate and <laughs> so I had way. anyone look at my hoo-ha was when I got waxed. And that's the only time and second time when anyone's going to give birth and be one of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's all Both I know. Of you guys, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, but we get to see, you know, we get to meet the families as as families, as human mm -hmm. beings, you know, mm -hmm. and um and have that inner inner re relational um relationship. Yeah. Know, that humanized relationship, yeah. that humanized care. Um, so that's what we bring. And um, and very individual, um, respectful, no, um, we give you that autonomy. Mm -hmm. And it's an, an empowering experience, no? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, yeah. we were reading some statistics, um, Eva and I, that um, 30 to 50% worldwide of the women are reporting that they've they've had traumatizing birth experiences. Mm -hmm. That's so and scary. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then it, let's be real, guys. As women of color, as melanated, you know, women, we have to be very aware of the things that are happening culturally in our country. Mm -hmm. Forced hysterectomies is a thing in this mm -hmm. nation mm -hmm. right now. 
black women dying at significantly larger rates when they're birthing Mm -hmm. in hospitals in comparison Mm -hmm. to white women. Mm -hmm. Those are statistics that exist. These things are happening in our country right now. Those are our realities. We're not talking about 50 years, 100 years before. We're talking about right now. In the United States, Mm -hmm. it does melanated women and it doesn't matter what socioeconomic Mm -hmm. background you come from. Was it Venus or Serena Williams who has a baby who was... Serena. Serena Williams, yeah. yeah. And she almost died mm-hmm. giving birth because her husband talked they about don't that. trust yeah. women of color and what we report to be our grievances or our pain, t- you know, levels oh, and like, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And melanated women, specifically black women, die of childbirth mm-hmm. in this country at astronomical mm-hmm. rates in comparison to their yes. white counterparts. Yes. This is our reality, people. Yeah, that's yeah. why there's so many like funds for black women to become midwives and even like just birth workers in general, but more the push now is just to help women of color or, you know, any, I guess any person who's going to become a midwife um, to support these communities Mm -hmm. because it's lacking, not because we're not interested, but because of the process that it goes into the financial burden that comes along with it, not having mentors, Mm -hmm. you know, not having that access to that. So for it's accessibility who, and privilege. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. for people mm-hmm. who do know those statistics, mm-hmm. who know the realities of what is awaiting for them, people um, are going to make those sacrifices necessary to have home births, even yeah. though it might be like a financial burden to some people. If you are a BIPOC person and you've personally experienced like discrimination and all these things mm-hmm. like within this system, you're going to do everything in your like, you know, in your power to get the, the care necessary for you to have a healthy birth. Mm-hmm. So that's just like another thing I think that's like really important, too, is like when when we take these things very seriously and we hold them dear to our hearts, like mm-hmm. we do everything possible, just like a mother does anything possible for their child. Mm-hmm. Like we're taking on that responsibility for our own health to seek out healthcare providers who who respect us and who are going to take mm-hmm. care of us and give us the care that we deserve. Wow. Thank you that's for speaking amazing. that. That's Thank beautiful. You. We're taking that whole clip. You guys will see that on our <laughs> social media page. Like honestly, right? Because yeah. we we have to be aware of that. And like mass media in general is not going to give us these statistics. Like these are things that we have to go and seek out mm-hmm. and like inform mm-hmm. ourselves. And I just love that you're here now, Nansin, and that yeah. your mm-hmm. services yeah. and your yeah. knowledge are available to our, the community. Yeah, here to, yeah, yes, to, providing to, yeah. you know equity health as well. No, yeah, I, I see this as like an extension of mutual aid. You know what I yeah. mean? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I do see that. No, mm-hmm. um, I believe that in my community has always, you know, I am who I am because my community really is they supported me in becoming the midwife I am today. Yeah. You know? I have this poem that I'm working on and it's, I talk about like, it takes a village of women to raise a child. Uh-huh. And I talk about how like in like my village of women, they were all broken women to a certain extent, mm-hmm. women that didn't see their dreams realized, but mm-hmm. it was all the pieces of them that completed me. Aww. 
Aww. and like helped me to be who I am now. Beautiful. So like, yeah, I love you must share that with me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so it's accessible. We I we want to you know let um, the community know that we are accessible. I do have that flight um, sliding fee scale, and then for Selena, you know, I grew up here in Salinas, and I know the hardships of living here. Um, I know how it is to live, like, you know, like I, I told you guys on Kilbirth. <laughs> yeah. You um, saw it. Shout out your hood, Frenchie. Where'd you yeah. go? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no comment. East Alisal, that was my yes. I lived on Sanborn. Deep I'm, in the east I'm side. I'm just proud from <laughs> Selena's. Punto, that's it. Deep east side roots here. No, just kidding. Go no, ahead. But yeah. is there a way people can reach out to you? Like, you yes, know? absolutely. But uh, let me finish this. Oh, yeah. So, so yes, so it's the exclusive aquí este one comadres comadres pues we want to you know tell the community that um I offer also a scholarship no oh. I do offer oh, it's cool. not like a full scholarship but it's mm -hmm. like a really good scholarship um and um I also provide you know because I am um, a, a social activist um birth love work it. is my social activism wow, mm -hmm. I love that and so I also provide support to families that if they really want this if they really envision this and want this and feel in their hearts and in their whole entrañas the way that we say in the you know in our <laughs> whole gut that this is this is for me this is what i want no mm -hmm. but i don't make that kind of money to pay this no mm -hmm. that um that i do offer that scholarship once a month for us salinas um black indigenous people of of color mm -hmm. um, families uh, and uh, and also support if you're not under you know in in that realm um, the sliding fee scale and support to allocate the mm -hmm. the funds. Awesome. You know? So yes, to that's beautiful to coordinate to be able to do platicas, no, mm. um, to coordinate that I come to the familia and say you know this is this is what home birth is and I, you know can everybody pitch in? Can yes. we have no um, uh, madrinas for you know yeah, a, a, like exactly. a, like a quinceañera that mm -hmm. you know there are quinceañeras that cost like fifteen twenty thousand dollars you know exactly. to to put mm -hmm. <laughs> to make sometimes this the salon is five grand man that could pay yeah. for the <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just saying um, my quince was hella fun. So, but, yeah. <laughs> and exactly yeah. to view it that way, that mm -hmm. it's you know it's a it's a one of the most important um, life living so. experiences. It's a ceremony. Mm -hmm. It's the the imprint of of your baby that you know this experience gives that first imprint. Of wow. what life is going to be outside of the womb, mm -hmm. you know. So, do you want your your baby, you know, not to judge or anything, but um, but to give the baby the opportunity to to come into the, this world in a peaceful way, in surrounded by love, in the home that they're going to go to. They yeah. don't have to be transported and mm -hmm. like no unfamiliar voices exactly. that they'll never hear again. My daughter's exactly. never heard those the voices of those no. nurses again and mm -hmm. they were there in that mm -hmm. very intimate space mm -hmm. like but you know what i mean if you're supported by like your family and like you said you can have your mom or your mother-in-law or your mm -hmm. your best go madre you mm -hmm. know what i mean and like in the hospital too they're like oh you can only have two people or you know or now you're gonna have a c-section c you can't have nobody back there or yeah. you know what i mean and like mm -hmm. stuff like that to be like yeah 
I'm I've I know people who have birthed in home births in Mexico and there's literally like 25 people there. You know <laughs> what I mean? And they're like, it's a party. Yes. We're excited. There's a new grandbaby or whatever, right? But that's gonna be tough after COVID. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So after COVID, but unfortunately, COVID has ruined a lot of things. Yeah, no. And I'm gonna like, be honest out there real quick. <laughs> but, um, but that whole celebration yeah. of life, I think, is mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I encourage yeah. anybody who is pregnant, who is thinking of becoming pregnant. If you listen to this today and then you find out you're pregnant in March, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> or just, anything. Yeah. I mean, just do your, again, like do your research. See mm-hmm. if this is what you Reach really want. And, and if you want to do hospital, which is totally okay too. But like like you yeah. said, to have a backup plan because mm-hmm. now it's just. But know that yeah. this is something that's yeah. available to yeah. us here. Yeah. in, And it is accessible as well. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. so many times people think about stuff like that and they're like. That's for rich people. Like, you know no, what I mean? Yeah. Because there aren't mm-hmm. there aren't enough women like you two or uh, healthcare providers like you two that are serving our community. And like yeah. you said, we're a very underserved community. If you mm-hmm. want to l- understand about that, more. I need to talk to you, Eva, yeah. about some food that I need to start eating. <laughs> but if you also like, want yeah. to understand more. Well, about I'm how too, so we'll talk, <laughs> bitch. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but another episode that I think, and it in talking to you guys, it reminds me of the work that um, Irene and Maria from the mm-hmm. Campesina mm-hmm. Womb Care Project mm-hmm. do, and again, woman. extension of mutual aid. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys don't know already, reach out to them on social media, mm-hmm. Campesina Womb Care Project. They um, if you're looking to donate, especially during this time, mm-hmm. getting close to the end of the mm-hmm. year, people need to get those tax write-offs. Mm-hmm. They're an amazing organization yeah. to donate to. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, please yeah. consider yeah. them. But and, but yeah, where, can like, we, where can we? I'm sorry. Oh no, and just just real quick, it's like um, for people who, like you said, might be thinking like, you know, this these kinds of services are only for like, you know, privileged people with like finances and things of that nature i would just encourage um any family out there who might be listening or anybody who knows anyone is that change begins with a choice and so when you know your choices and you have quality choices that has such a great impact like on your life not just like your birthing experience but like you can relate this to anything in life it's just that Sometimes we are not aware of the fact that we have choices. So even if you think that um, home birth or having a birth support, like as a doula or anybody, um, I would just encourage you to, you know, we offer free consultations Mm -hmm. for people who are pregnant. (laughs) My next question. (laughs) Yes. um, So reach out. And I don't just mean to Nancy and I, like even my own friends who, I inquire about my birthing services i always say i always recommend that you interview two to three people so that you mm-hmm. find out who it is that you um share those beliefs with that person that you just like connect with and who sees the world like at a closer perspective to yours or who at least respects like your worldview. but definitely i um it's amazing to just hear how many women are unaware of the fact that they have choices Mm -hmm. like outside of having just a hospital birth Mm -hmm. and then also but then again like having support at a hospital birth giving birth at a birth center giving birth at home Mm -hmm. people who do free birthing you know there's so many choices and so 
um, I would just say exercise that, right? We live, you know, this country is not perfect, but we live somewhere where you are allowed to research and seek out different options. Mm -hmm. So I would just say and encourage you to do so. It's a really beautiful thing that even at the end of the day, if you decide to have a medicalized hospital birth, let it be because it was your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beautifully said. I love that. Mm-hmm. And for people who worded. aren't in an, our area, I know that you had mentioned, mm-hmm. Nancy, that there are like birth worker like networks, right? Yeah. Or like partera networks mm-hmm. or something. Like, mm-hmm. is there anybody that you know of and like maybe outside of California mm-hmm. or like, hey, if you're listening to this and you're in Chicago or New York or LA, mm-hmm. like Google this thing and that might help you connect Mm -hmm. to other people Mm -hmm. within this community like well just you know um i think that i'm i'm personally not like a social media kind of person (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not and you know but um, i understand that that's how it is over here in the in the states in this side of the border um so i don't have a lot of experience um or connection uh yet to that i'm i'm just like i'm going to be barely stepping into that world Mm -hmm. um but yes we you know uh I don't even know how I'm already, you know, getting booked for next year um, oh, without nice. not amazing. really. Um, yeah, we not not really even like putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. You know? Awesome. The um, word of mouth, girl. It's word of mm-hmm. mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Still works. So <laughs> yep. it's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, if, um, if you if if someone is listening and would like, you know, some information that can contact us. Um, and then that maybe we know someone mm-hmm. in their state or in their oh, county yeah. that we, you know, link them to them mm-hmm. or we ask around and um, things get vin- vinculated, you know, yes. or unconnected, woven, yes. no? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's always ways. But I, I do want to say that, you know, birth workers of color are rare, yes. you know, unfortunately, because... You know, up until um, re- recently, you no, know, maybe in the in the past ten years, and there wasn't a lot of options um, to in in ways to to come to be a birth worker, a midwife, or a, a doula. Mm-hmm. It was really like a a very white Caucasian privilege um, world. No? It's gatekeeping, mm-hmm. right? Because it's <laughs> yeah, you know, ex- access to higher education. Yes, yeah. social, economic. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, um factors as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it you know it hasn't been like our we haven't been able to really like step into it until recently there's more you know birth workers of color i'm like really really amazed and that's actually one of the reasons i came Mm -hmm. um because i knew that there was this renaissance coming (laughs) you know i define it you know in our communities and um that there was this awakening and um that there was more more of me and that I wasn't going to be there by myself, no? And so that's that's one of the reasons I um, decided to come because I was living really happily and and doing very well in in Mexico. Um, But but to know that, that we, there's not many of us, but to also know that there's hueritas out there that are empathetic, no? That they're in solidarity as mm-hmm. well, that mm-hmm. um, conscious about this inequality mm-hmm. and that um, that may have like a sliding fee scale as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you're not like completely comfortable with having like a Wedita provider mm-hmm. that maybe you can, you know, bring a, a birth a doula 
that's a BIPOC person. That's a BIPOC person, no, that can do that balance yeah. um, and and provide you know that those needs that you need. Yeah. Um, or you know to ask someone if you know someone that you think that has all those elements to support you the way that my aunt did the way that my friends did mm-hmm. um, when I didn't know what the heck you know a doula was no mm-hmm. but I was I, I, you know I was given that opportunity without even knowing it mm-hmm. that I was doing doula work yeah you know? um so that's another way to also have that support. Yeah, in, in your birth process. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you guys were here on the show when you were able to provide all of that Yay. knowledge for us. And, you know, I really think that, you know, like Eva was saying, it's like whatever choice you make, just just make it be that that is your choice, mm-hmm. not what you feel like you were forced into mm-hmm. or what everybody else, else does. What yeah. you want. Like, mm-hmm. And what you think make is sure better for you and the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's never a bad idea yeah. to just consult with someone or to get more information. Information mm-hmm. is power. Yes. And yes. when you were speaking, Eva, about like maybe, you know, interviewing like two or three people, I think sometimes the process of interview, maybe you meet that very first person and you're like, oh no, I should, you know what I mean? Like this, this is great or whatever. Like sometimes you'll meet that second person and it'll just reinforce to you why that first one is such a good fit. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. there's still something to be learned from that, right? Or Mm -hmm. you're like, wait a minute, now this person seems even better. What's behind door number three? Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and so Mm -hmm. just like that whole process of it, right? Of like getting more information and having more information, whether Mm -hmm. that information be like, quote on like good bad or indifferent right like Mm -hmm. as long as it's um accurate information the more we have of it the better um more informed decisions we can make for ourselves and sometimes i like i think about it i'm like damn i wish i would have had a doula i would have had a home birth or i wish i knew that these Mm -hmm. things you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. my father always says like um, you made the best decision that you could with the information that you had available to you yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. And like, yep. sometimes we get more information later and you're mm-hmm. like, damn, I should have done that. I wish I would have known. So it's like, I highly encourage people to like seek out all the information and all the options that are available to you, because then you'll be able to make the best decision possible with all the information you have available to you at that mm-hmm. time. Yes. And sometimes things change and you're like, well, no one told me she had a sliding scale. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. but you didn't know that. So you can forgive yourself for that yeah. one. I made the best can, decision uh, I could with the information. Can I make a comment about the sliding scale? Like, and I, you know, just so for people who, um, who maybe know, midwives like Nansin or even doulas like myself, when we offer sliding skill, like that really helps us when we have our clientele who are able, who are financially stable mm-hmm. to actually pay us the wage that like we're asking because we use that to help with the sliding scale. Yeah. So it's like exactly. for those for those people who are, you know, interested in like maybe hiring a midwife pay and then maybe it's not can. even Nansin, mm-hmm. you know, whoever mm-hmm. it is, like just um with all the information that you're learning on the podcast, like, you know, with everything, like their education and um, just their experience and the wisdom that they carry just to honor that, to honor that, you know, they have all this wisdom and they're going to do the best that they can to take care of you. And if you are able to do so to pay birth workers the wage that they ask because mm-hmm. they use that to support their families, that's this is like Nancy's livelihood. Mm-hmm. And then she also, again, she uses that money that she's able to actually, you know, when she gets her 
whole fee she uses that for scholarships and to help mm-hmm. other families who are not able to do mm-hmm. to be able to pay her um yeah i just mm-hmm. being in that world and when nanteen and i are at the births like she's been like super um lucky to have just these clients who've been able to pay her like a wage that's fair mm-hmm. and just to see like all the work that she does when we're at births for like two days you know and we're only sleeping like two hours at a yeah. time you know it's, it's this very trying work but it's full of love and she just does everything with like mm-hmm. so much passion so do yourself a favor and contact mm-hmm. Nancy <laughs> and um yeah and you know wherever your money goes just know that it's going to help somebody in the future yeah exactly yeah, yeah. to so be, like, pay really as conscious. much as you can you yeah. know because it's worth it number one and it's paying forward as well Mm -hmm. and i think so much time too um i think trying to pay as closest to the full you know fee that you ask for as possible honors your work Mm -hmm. and it honors your time and Mm -hmm. it honors the time and the labor that it takes to have this level of knowledge you know what i mean and like i don't know you said you're not very social media savvy but there's this thing that we see on social media all the time it's a hashtag fem labor ain't free mm-hmm. <laughs> and this yes. is traditionally fem labor work you yeah. know what i mean so yeah so honor maybe that maybe i can share um a story you know that i that i that i had this year um because you know there there were you know the the, the first families that i supported um were all families of color you mm-hmm. know all this the mexican background um mm-hmm. families that i was really surprised because i thought that, that you know coming back to the u.s meant that i was going to be um working with more you know white privileged um families that would um be able to to support um um pay the remuneration that i'm i'm asking for that is just um just because i know how it is you know yeah. growing up um as an immigrant um farm working in a farm working family, mm-hmm. no? Um, yeah, we like ah, stretch out the money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I was really surprised. I was really amazed that a lot of um, first generation mm-hmm. families were seeking my services and mm-hmm. were really happy to to have me as an option no yeah. and that they were willing even though it might be like a little bit of, of adjustments here and there to um pay me the full remuneration that they made it happen I and i'm that. so grateful and um to to have walked back you know to to these lands um yeah. and be supported in that way by these families that were able to pay me for you know my services in 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 such a just way yeah. um, because me being a midwife it means you know i don't get vacations yeah um, samantha i i don't travel yeah you know? i don't have vac- um christmas sometimes um sometimes i've missed my daughter's birthday mm-hmm. i've had to cancel her birthday party um mm-hmm. and rescheduled it three months later no <laughs> Yeah. I don't have anniversaries. I don't know what that is. I don't know what, you know, New Year's is. Um, I work 24-7 every day of the of the year. No, that's, that's call my life. I'm call, I'm call. So, you know, being on call is a big commitment mm-hmm. and a big responsibility as well, you know, to, to families. Mm-hmm. And to know that. And then to also know 
midwives like myself that are commi committed to their community. You know, like I said, I offer this sliding fee scale, and then I also offer scholarships. Yeah. Um, and for example, this year, um, I was able to support a family that was stuck here because of COVID because they were from Colombia. And oh, um, wow. they got stuck here, you know, in the middle of the pandemic because they shut down the international airport mm -hmm. of Colombia. So they couldn't go back home and their baby was due soon. Mm -hmm. um, so she was because of their legal status and everything, mm -hmm. they didn't want to seek services. Um, the, you know, the emergency medical that you can seek mm -hmm. um, when you're when you don't have um, documents or anything like that. Um, but they didn't want to go that route. You know, it wasn't in their in their their plan. Wow, plan you no, know? and so you know, they, fortunately, they did. They did go to the Monterey Birth Center, and then the Monterey Birth Center contacted me and another mm -hmm. midwife, another local midwife. Her name mm -hmm. is Iris Aguerita, you know, mm -hmm. and we together, because she doesn't speak Spanish, no? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was There's like, okay, that. let's team up, and we'll support, you know, this family in need, because what are they going to do? They're, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to, you know, birth by themselves in an empty, um, you know, uh, apartment that they, they, they were able to get, you know, mm -hmm. um, literally empty. <laughs> and um and we were able to provide that support no mm -hmm. because we were financially stable at that yeah. time because other families were able to financially you know remunerate us in a just way um that then we were also it being we were able to provide that that um that service, service yeah no? to a family in um, need. to this family in need wow no? and what a crazy circumstance too right like and to be able to come to somebody's aid in a situation like that where you're in a foreign country where yeah. you you don't have your normal support around you in the midst of a pandemic yes. and you know the language barrier mm -hmm. and things like that i can just wow that's mm -hmm. amazing yeah well thank you ladies so much for coming here for thank giving you. us such an education <laughs> and for sharing so much with us i know that this is a longer episode but thank <laughs> yeah. you so much for staying <laughs> oh, with us it because it all is so important <laughs> you know what i mean but in a three one comadres fashion very quickly we are going to do our quick oh. our closing question which is um we ask all of of um our guests, guests like what book what are they book? reading what's interested to you or what's next yeah or like <laughs> what book that you've read in the past maybe that has had like a significant impact on you yeah. and just yeah really yeah. quick and we'll add it to our bookshop.org mm -hmm. reading list if you guys haven't checked that out you can find it in um our linkedin section on all of our social media pages yes. so. mm. Okay, well, I'm mostly reading right now with a lot of research. Articles. <laughs> <laughs> Cleansing right of curanderismo. Yeah. Um. But, um, yeah, there's this book that I have in my birth bag, um, and it's called Witches, Midwives, and Nurses by Barbara Ehrenreich or something. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Deirdre> English, <laughs> um, which is really good. It's an old-school book, um, feminist book, and um, I really enjoy it. And we have, um, like Eva said, story time when <laughs> <laughs> we're doing birds and you know we have some downtime and we read to each other That's um awesome. just because it gives us like mm, like this affirm affirmative um words no mm. and uh of why we do this work and it's know? called witches midwives and nurses nurses, nurses. i cool. love that I like the name because of it. they said 
that they used to burn us at the stake, but we were practicing witchcraft when in reality it was probably some form of like curanderismo yeah. or like, you know what I mean? Something like that. So I love that that connection is being made. A ver, ahora tu, Eva, what are, what are, what's been keeping your eyes busy turning pages other than all the studying you're doing? You know your girls <laughs> out there seeking that higher education, y'all. Yeah, so most of my time has been, most of my time has been spent reading on nutrition and food science and not even the stuff I want to be reading. But one of the books that actually Sam gifted me from a bookstore in L.A. called The Achuchas, it's yeah. um, Koyoshauki, another scientific book for indigenous societies, mm-hmm. A Parteras Perspective, and it's by Martha Galliana. Yeah. And I've been reading it on and off. Mm-hmm. I need to read it fully through. Hopefully once finals are over, I'll finish it. <laughs> But yeah, it's been really cool. I really like it. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, Shout so- out the Achuchas in out there in the San Fernando Valley and Luis Rodriguez and Trini, his partner, and all the amazing staff that they have there and the work that they do. And if you guys aren't familiar, you can follow them on social media at the Achuchas. They do amazing. They have a, it's a cultural center and bookstore, amazingly curated books for BIPOC people people in general, but a lot of things that were written for and about BIPOC people. Um, all of Luis Rodriguez's works are there. Um, and they also do like talleres and, and do classes and, you know, workshops and things of that nature. So if you guys aren't tapped into that, please do so. Yeah, and before we forget, we just wanted to mention that Nancine and I are both taking um, – we're for hire. Yes. <laughs> We're taking clients for 2021. So maybe you can add Nancine's um, bio or like her website at the end of the, yeah, the description. We'll, yeah, we'll take you guys. And also for anyone who's listening, we'll tag something on our social media pages as well that will mm-hmm. include Nancine's website as mm-hmm. well because we know you don't have a social media. Yeah, but and website. when you do, let us know because, <laughs> yes, uh, we will help promote all of that. But we'll definitely get a website into there from you as well. Yeah. Um, and then we'll link all of Eva's social medias as well so you can hire her for her birth work and doula work and support her through college because you know tuition is expensive y'all and for all of our people out there also trying to get through finals we see you we love you we send you lots of love and all that stuff girl boy you got this (laughs) um you could do it echale ganas we'll do a really quick round of regalos y cargas wound round (laughs) sorry i'm I'm tired tired, i'm tired i've been up since 5 30 today so i'm just trying to like boom i'm gonna go sleep yes so yeah i'll start with uh, regalos y cargas so my cargas this week um I'm just really tired. <laughs> That's my thing right now. I'm exhausted. And um, I just want to go home and sleep. I know I'm being super Debbie Downer right now, but I'm super like trying to stay up. Mm-hmm. I had like three cups of coffee today. I don't know why. Anyways, I'm just now coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, regalos, I turned 30 years old, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> dirty 30. Happy yes. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it doesn't feel like I'm 30 yet and it won't count till next year. I'm 29 till... Because COVID didn't count. It, yeah, it messed so up. we can celebrate yeah. big time, big time. Yeah, so big. I'm technically still 10, 29, so yeah. next year will be 30 plus one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I'll help with planning that party. I'll go <laughs> next year. Regalos y cargas. Invite. Yes. Yeah. It'll be a big one. <laughs> um, I'm excited. So, yeah. Regalos y cargas for me. My carga is this housing crisis. Y'all, oh, it is yeah. not easy. 
that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll keep it moving. My regalo is always just the people that I have in my life, you know? And right now, I it, there's so many people that I feel supported by that um, I just always have to trust that the universe has my back and everything that I need mm -hmm. is on its way mm -hmm. to me. Yes, and I can be stressed at times. I, I made this distinction today. It's like I'm stressed, but I am not afraid. Mm -hmm. Because if you're afraid, mm -hmm. then it, it you don't believe that it's coming to you. And I know that it's coming to me. I know the answers that I need are going to come to me when the time is right. I'm not afraid, but I am stressed out because mm -hmm. I don't have that answer yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I know that I just need to not be afraid. So that realization of like, yes, I am stressed, but I'm not scared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I liked that feeling that I had today when I when I had that realization to myself so that was my regalo it's like okay I'm not I can be stressed that's allowed mm -hmm. I'm not afraid and there's a distinction and that helped me get through my day a lot easier so there you go yeah <laughs> let's see Cargas. um some of my family members are ill right now and it's Aww. kind of stressful when you can't be there in the normal ways that you would thanks to this pandemic so just trying to maneuver that <laughs> i don't know i'm a very nurturing person so it's kind of hard for me to be like nurturing from a distance mm, yeah. <laughs> um well definitely when is like being here i'm really glad um to be here with nancine and of course mm. like with you girls <laughs> again <laughs> um <laughs> Um, every time I feel like I'm questioning, you know, my path, um, <laughs> something always comes back up to just remind me, like, you know, you know what you're supposed to be doing. Like, don't mm -hmm. doubt it. So yeah. thanks for being part of that process, guys. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And pues, este, my carga is not necessarily negative, um, but it is the carga, no, of, um, just putting myself out today, <laughs> yeah. you know, to the community and to say that I am here and that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready, um, ready, but I don't know, really know what that means. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope the carga is not too much, but, uh, <laughs> that I'm here, no, mm -hmm. um, voy a ganas y, y este, and a lot of love, um, yeah, to this, to this commitment that I am making to the community. And my regalo, um, I am really grateful, you know, that the universe is, is always conspiring um, in my path um, to meet the right people and um, the right friends and the right <laughs> alliances. So, so thank you yeah. to you, Samantha. Thank you to you, Frenchie. Thank you. And thank you, Eva, for this beautiful evening. <laughs> That's a perfect way to end this episode, <laughs> y'all. It's so humbling. I love that. Yes. Just so <laughs> humble. I love it. Hit us up on all of our social medias. If you have any suggestions, you want us to talk about any topics, you got a homegirl that is an expert in fill in the blank. We need to have her on our show. Let us know. And also so that you guys can connect with Nansin and with Eva. We'll go ahead and link all, like we said, all their social yes, medias and will. things of that nature. So until next time, we will see you. Not see you. You'll hear us. You'll hear us next week. Don't forget to review and subscribe, though. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Love you. <laughs> Adios. Ciao. <laughs>